So in Mesut Shashara we hold in Perkin Gimel, which is the beer of the Midas of Precious. And we have to, as Mesut Shashara asked the question. When Mesut Shashara asked, sometimes we find quotes from Chazal about how important it is to separate oneself from Adam Azeb and deny oneself the pleasures of Adam Azeb. And sometimes we find the opposite. That a person is going to be brought to judgment that he wasn't uh, able to partake of the knowledge that she wanted him to have in this world. So how do you balance the two things? That was the question we explained both sides, and we have to whether he wants to give the answer. And Shavahi, paragraph Gimel, is about the third paragraph, fourth paragraph, the answer to the question. Precious, which means the ability of a person to separate himself from physicality, something he needs, Mokhach, he has to have. Which means Persian tea. That's Chazal said to us that the mitzvah of Kodeshim to you, how does a person make himself more Kodesh, is more Parish. So he's giving us another first Uriah that, that abstinence or separation from this world is a good thing. The second Uriah, if a person fasts, he's considered Kaddish, he's not eating, he's to separate himself from all food. Kaddishim from a Nazi, he's called Kaddish, and he needs to separate himself from grapes or wine. Third Raya, Od Amro, Tariq Oichel Seven Nafshe, is a Cheskyo Melech Yehuda. Cheskyo, the king, and as a king, they used to prepare royal meals for him. Shayimayim, Melech Lachanai, and even though for everybody else, they would give food as befits the king, Cheskyo himself, but he would eat with Shnei Nitin Shaliyar. Two portions of vegetable, nothing fancy, nothing uh, like which would be more fitting for a king. Again, he was a Nazi, he was wealthy, and he could afford every luxury he wanted. But when he died, Zakaf Esets Baisov, he lifted up his ten fingers. Hashem, you know. I didn't even enjoy this world with one of my fingers. And so it was a compliment for him. Even before a person davens that Torah should get absorbed in his, in his inner, in his intestines, even before that, he should daven on food and the shilga into his system. And uh, that, that is a yalkut, which is Often quoted and very hard to understand. Firstly, why does a person want Torah b'seich meyav? He doesn't say that first Torah should go into his mind. It says, "I shall inspire every Torah she comes to b'seich meyav." Why would a person want Torah in his stomach? What's uh, why would that be a matter? And uh, why would a person daven that food shouldn't go into his stomach? I mean, that's where he, he needs to eat as a human being. So it's a, it's a quote, often quoted the Al-Qubur, the al which Brother Shemini is trying to explain. But in the meantime, before we get to the explanation, All these things that Maritas teach us the necessity for precious, which means severing oneself from an unlimited handle of this world. But we said that Mamarim said the opposite as well. And now we have to explain what's the difference between the two. So, the Mishnah Shalom explains this. He says, 
many major differences between how a person or what a person's prayer is from. Yes, precious shouldn't have been boy. There's the precious we commanded him. Yes, precious has own order. The wealthy cautious boy. And there's the precious we warned about not to do. Precious, which we're not meant to do, is in the gather of don't be too much of a tzadik, alti tzadik harbe, because uh, it's not going to work. It's not good for you. And so what's it? So he has not answered anything yet. All he said is that there's two different kinds of precious. Uh, but the interesting point which I want to make is he says, There's precious we commanded it, which means much more to say. There's a concept that precious isn't just a question of does a person volunteer to be parish or not? It's something which is nidvatalev, it's something that a person can do on their own if they want to. It's precious shalitzavinuboy, which means that we meant to do it. And it's an important point. Um, often people think that the first part of Mr. Shishar, when he talks about avoiding Avera and running to the mitzvahs, we commanded it. The next part of Mr. Shishar, precious or chasidus, is things which are optional. And if a person wants to do more, so he can choose to do extra. But it's extra credit. It's not something he's commanded to do. It's like he's doing Muslim Yishra Sadeh. And Muslim Yishra Sadeh is not like that. In these examples, I'm precious, in Hasidus, and even in Muslim Yishra Sadeh, he says that there as well. And that is, there's a concept that a person is nitstabin to do it. A person is commanded to do it. A person is commanded to be a chassid. A person is commanded to act as a shosadim. And that sounds that has to be contradictory. How can you say that a person is mitzvah to act as a shosadim? So let's look at the Gemara, because the Gemara says this first. The Gemara says at the end of the parakapadim in Pavimetzia, the Gemara says that Rabbi Barachana um, hired porters to carry a barrel of wine from one place to another place. And the, the porters weren't careful, and they dropped the barrel, and the barrel smashed, and all the wine got lost. So Abba Brachana wanted to get their coats, obviously taking their coats off to carry the barrel. So I'm not giving you back your coats, I'm going to use it to pay towards the barrel that you broke. So the Gemara says that these porters took him to Rav for the entire. And Rav says to him, they said, well, he stole our coats. He said, I didn't steal your coats, you broke my barrel, you hired to pay me money, you're Peshev. So I took it off Kedashal for what you owe me. So Rav said, you have to give the coat back. So Rav Barachan, who also knew Arachan, says to Rav, Dina Hachi, that's the Arachan. They're a mazik, and I have their things in Marshall, so I can hold on to it for payment. And Rav says to him, for you, that's the din. Because the din of the man, you have to act in access to the Tumi Shor Sadin. And then the porter said to, to Rav, we were, we, he, he, the man said, we worked for him. And he never paid us our wages. So I said, pay. So I said, why do I have to pay? They didn't do the job. They didn't carry the belt. They broke the barrel. And I said, you have to pay. And once again, Rabbi Khan says, that's not Tarachah. And Rabbi says, for you, that's Tarachah. So then we're And what you see in this Gemara is, it's all very nice for us to say, you know, there's, there's a noble way of acting. You should pay people for a job even if they didn't do it because they broke it instead. But Rabbi Khan said, I'm not coming here to do extra credit. Dina Hafi, is that the halacha? Am I And Rav said, Yes, you are. So we see from this Gemara clearly Rav acting as a judge. Paskan, you mchuyif to act if never shows sure, so How? How does that make sense? So, well, if, if that's the halacha, then why is it if never shows sure, so If that's the halacha, then it's din. Everyone understands. 
Hey? Oh, very good. So we're just saying the answer. But I want to, I want to, I want to just give just one more step to make it more clear to understand. And then the Yisoyed Bechasilis is that, and this is the Gemara a lot of times also, it's a Chiyuv. But it's a Chiyuv for a person who's on the level. So for a person who's meant to act like a Chasid, so then there's an expectation that he's going to do that. And if he doesn't, there's a time on him. Why do you act the way a Chasid is meant to act? For somebody else who's not on that level, so then it's not expected of him yet. So you can't come and ask some questions on him, why did he act on this higher level? I'm not talking about that level. But if a person is, then we expect that the way he acts is in keeping with the level he's on. So even if you can't tell me, well, where does it say I'm mechuyiv, everyone's mechuyiv yet? Not everybody's mechuyiv. But you're mechuyiv. You're, you're in a certain place, you have to act a certain way. And that's what Rav was telling about Rechan For Maybe for somebody else, that wouldn't be the halacha. But for you, that's the halacha. Because, because of who you are, you have to act a certain way. Which means the difference between mitzvahs, let's say, and things like this, which are precious, is that mitzvahs is incumbent on everybody, regardless of their circumstances, regardless of their level, that's the minimum. Precious is mishayev for a person who's holding on being a parish. So, to put that into simple words, not eating tray is a general obligation every single Jew. Not eating seconds is a fear for some people. If for this person he's holding on the stage that eating more than a person needs for what he is for his health, eating just to enjoy food, so for that person it's also to do. As if he's on that level, that's a precious which is expected, and it's the boy, and just commanded in it. And if he didn't do it, if he didn't do it, then he's falling short of Hashem's expectation for it. That's what Hashem wanted you to do. Now, is that a mitzvah for everybody? No, because not everybody's holding by that. That's the that's, that's the the you say of Hasidus. It's it's a chiyuv for a person holding by being there. And Muslim says to show himself. That's on. He says this in, when he gets to Hasidus himself. He says the same idea that it, that it's something which isn't optional. If a person is holding by doing something, then it's his method of him. So coming back to what we began with, so the Muslim says the answer to the question is that there's there's the kind of precious which we mitzvah in. And it's the kind of pressures which we're not considering a person shouldn't do. So what's the idea of pressures which we're considering? So I want to start the discussion by bringing the famous Ramban and the famous question everyone asks in the Ramban. And let's see what the answers could possibly be. We all know that the Mitzvah and the Torah relation to you. Be Kaddish. What, what do you want me to do to be Kaddish? This is a famous Ramban. And Ramban says that a person could be, he coins the phrase, a novel Bishwasatari. Which means a person could act in a way which is improper, but you, you can't say he's doing anything wrong. And Ramban gives examples. If a person wanted to marry 50 wives, as far as the Torah is concerned, he could. The Torah doesn't ask that you marry lots of people. If a person wants to eat, to the stage of gluttony, if it's kosher food, the Torah doesn't say how much kosher food you can eat. So a person could act like a novel, like somebody who's completely sold to his physical temptations, which is the Torah, he's not doing either. What did you do wrong? Achilogasa is also. Sorry? Achilogasa is not also. In the Raisa? No. In the Raisa, the Torah says also. So the Raman says 
That's why there's a general mitzvah Torah for Darshan to you. You have to act on a Vishus Kaddish. It shouldn't be a null Vishus Torah. Now, the famous question everyone likes to talk about, it's like a non Vishus question. And that is, so is there such a thing as a null Vishus Torah? Well, no, now the Torah is a Kaddishan to you. So it's not Vishus Torah. And then, in other words, the Ramban is just saying that had the Torah not said a Mitzvah Kaddishan to you, then there could have been such a thing. That a person could act in the way of a novel, which is a way of a, a glutton, and the Torah wouldn't say anything about it. But now that it's a Mitzvah Kaddishan to you, maybe there's no such thing anymore. Because the Torah said, you, ha- you can't do that. You have to act on a higher level. What do we say now? The Ramban is saying that Pe'asim is still such a thing as a novel Mishosa Torah, and then if the Torah is saying Kaddishan to you, you shouldn't be like that anymore. Is it Bishosa Torah? Isn't it Bishosa Torah? So, basically, we just started to understand, we understand that the answer is like this. And that is, it's Bishosa Torah in the extent that the Torah never gave a blanket Isra before the person does. There are certain things which are completely also, there are certain things the Torah doesn't give absolute Isra for. The Torah doesn't ask how much a person eats, the Torah doesn't ask how much a person sleeps. And Torah doesn't ask anything else of how much a person can enjoy something, as long as it isn't something that the Torah forbade. So if you're going to say, does the Torah ask this? No. On the other hand, is it right to, to become a noble, to become a glutton, to become somebody who's totally invested in a type of something? Even if it's something which is not, the answer is not. That's what Mishra's Kedoshim, Torah says Kedoshim to you. But what's the level? So the Torah says Kedoshim. What's considered too much? Where's the where's the where do you call, cut and draw the line? Now, this is this is okay. That's not that's not okay. In other words, if your Torah is going to say absolutely yes, so you can't eat shellfish, you can't eat tachaza, you can't eat whatever it is, so awesome. then the line's very clear. If your Torah says you can eat, but not too much, so what's too much? Why what's together what the Torah draws the line that kedushim you shouldn't do that? Uh, and the answer is, it's the category of those mitzvahs. There isn't one line. It speaks to each person. And whatever you hold it, to act in a way which is beneath your expectation of you is not good. You're not acting in a way which is Kaddish. You're not acting in a way which is Kaddish. And on that, the third would say to the person, you have to act in a way which is Kaddish. Kaddish with you. Now, would that be the same for every person? No. It's not going to be the same for every person. We're talking about something which is Bishus something which isn't also. And for each person, the third is talking to him. This, this, that's too much. That, that's going beyond what's considered college. For example, for one person who's on a high level, it could be estimated how much exactly do I need to eat in order to keep myself alive and healthy? You're eating more than that? No, then you're not acting on the syrup condition. For somebody else, to eat is, uh, until the stage of Achille Gassa might be okay. But to stuff themselves more and uh, I guess the stage where it's Achille Gassa, so then that's a terrible set. That's too much. So it's not necessarily one shift for everybody, but there's the same concept of it's something which there's a cheshbon, that there's a consideration of what's considered Kaddish. What, what, what's the Torah telling a person to be Kaddish? You know, to act on a higher level, depending on the level he's on. Which is also interestingly enough. Kaddish to you is one of those mitzvahs which keeps coming back. There's some mitzvahs in the Torah that once you've done it, you've done it. You don't have to repeat this time. For example, the person heard the Shefer of Shoshanah, he's answered the Mitzvah. Oh, now it's Shoshanah, and I have a Shefer. Do you have to listen to the Shefer again? No, you don't. You did it. Next, you can listen to the Shefer again. Once you've done the Mitzvah, it's done. There's no, you don't have to repeat it. 
Whereas the Sa'a Mitzvah, as soon as you've done the Mitzvah, you mechuyev again. Because it just speaks to you again. For example, I mean, the best example is learning time. As a person can say, well, I've, I've learned my 10 minutes for today, or even for my hour for today. And now? So what? <laughs> There's a chiv again, then it's more. It's a mitzvah which keeps coming back. Kedoshim too is a mitzvah like that also. What are you going to say? I, I, I restrain myself from doing something I should, to doing, to, to, doing, doing something I shouldn't have done. I, I push myself up to a higher level. So now I'm finished the mitzvah, no. The mitzvah speaks to you again. So now where you are now, Kedoshim too. The same thing will apply again. And you may that there will always be a, a, a factor that wherever, wherever stage a person is holding, on the level you're holding, you have to keep the Kadosh, you have to act in a, in a way which is Kadosh for that level. So that's a, that idea also that there's the same Chiyuv that the Torah can have, can speak to different people on different levels, and that's what the Torah's expectation is crafted for each person, where what him is called Kadosh. That's the first example of Mr. Sharenke, of what's considered the precious which is good, is Kadoshim to you. Which means for what basically for what that person is considered a way to act which is correct, the Kadosh, which is in a way which is keeping with a person that's act, that's what he's expected to do. Similarly, the passage that he wrote before, Sadiq Oyakhman Sayyidina Afshay. And Sadiq eats what he needs to live. So the Gemara gives an extreme example of Kiskiwamerich, who was a king. And he had every kind of delicacy on the table, and he used to eat uh, just a vegetable. So, so that was Chaskiyavis Melecheshman. That's what he needs to keep healthy. Mordner is just indulging in this world. So for him, that was the gather of Kedusha which was expected of him, or precious which was expected of him. And uh, the same thing by everybody. Where a person eats the soy and in order to satisfy himself, that's okay. More than that is already, not, is already a gather that's, that's beyond the. Well, what's, what's necessary, you may have also the creative point to get a precious not to eat more than that. That's the, the basic point of the khilak that we're going to see in the Sisha. Whereas, if a person's precious is going to take away from what they need, so then there's no mind in it. Like the Lachapaskas, the Shachnaros, the Shabbat, and as well, they need to fast. Especially now we come to the Neroim. So that's a different hanhogas, that's a different minhogim of people fasting in order to get children. But, it's brought in the And that is, if fasting is going to cause a person not to learn, so then what's he gaining? You have to say that. So in a case like that, it's not a good precious, it's not like an admirable thing that a person fasted and rendered himself non-functional with it. It's a... Uh, you, you lost more than you gained. And in a case like that, you're going to see there's a concept of precious that isn't good. In other words, now, for somebody who is not going to affect them, for them it's the right thing to do. For somebody who affects them, for them it's the right thing to do. The precious is good when the precious helps the person grow more. The precious is bad when it's going to have an, a knockoff effect on something else, or it's going to result in the person going down. So those are the two sides to the story, and I'm going to explain in detail. And the Vaya Atta, precious Atai, we're going to start talking about first, the precious which is good, the way a person is meant to limit themselves uh, from things in this world. Since it's already clear to us, the Olam Azeb Be'atzim is just uh, presents Nishenes which a person has to overcome. And what we probably meant by the proof before was that this world isn't in order to get rewarded or to enjoy. This was in order to achieve. The next was in order to enjoy. 
And therefore, whatever comes the person's way, instead of looking at it as an opportunity to enjoy themselves, they can look at it as something as an opportunity to grow. And also we know, it's clear to us, that a person is weak and he's close to doing things which are wrong. Therefore, Anything a person can do in advance to distance themselves from doing something wrong is worth doing. Why? Because that's an extra prevention stage from doing something wrong. If a person is going to going to get too close to the nine of five, he's going to get too much into the situation where he might be tempted to do something wrong, so it could be he'll do that. Whereas the more a person can distance himself from doing something, until then it's worth doing because that way he's not going to get challenged. And where is he going to go to with us? Not until next time he says, There's no such thing as something a person are looking to fulfill some kind of physical enjoyment in this world which doesn't present the possibility of doing khatay. Whatever the khatay we're going to be, he's going to see, we'll see next time in detail, that how different uh, kinds of things a person would want to do um, physically could result in different kinds of different kinds of events. And if that's the case, the way to avoid that that, that temptation, or the way to avoid that possibility, the possibility of doing the very, is to avoid what's going to cause the very to happen. And that's why he says that, that the being as uh, the, we saw already beforehand in the matter of the heroes, the best way to prevent a person doing things wrong is to look ahead and see where the mutual is and avoid it. So if you're not just talking about this, the actual avera, but you're seeing what are the circumstances which are going to cause the avera, and I'm going to avoid the circumstances, and that's something which is worthwhile. Um, and the man is going to go through next time, he's going to go down to explain by Rikos which, uh, which various, or which types are likely to be awakened by different physical things a person can enjoy. And the man, the way the, what he's going to call the precious, which is something which is worthwhile, is if a person can think that I'm, I'm trying to avoid what's going to potentially bring me to. A situation of Nisayan, so that's something which is good. That's something which is good because that way um, a person is really about Nisayan. Now, just to finish this is what we said before. Mr. Shabbos now said two things. Better should to develop both into the difference. The one thing he said is that there's a precious which is good for a person because that's the precious which is appropriate for his devil. And the precious which is appropriate for a person's devil is meant to do. The way we see a person, whatever that was meant to be, we expect him to act a certain way. The way Hashem sees a person, Based on where it is, it's going to act a certain way. Just as an example, if you would see a refined in a pizza shop, with the eating pizza and fries and looking at cook, you have any tainas on him? It's potatoes. It's land down, nobody ate, but it's, 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 it's all kosher. But you don't expect to see a refined in a pizza shop eating pizza. It's not matim for him. So is, would, it be, would it be called doing something wrong? And actually, it's okay. But the fee would be expected of Chaim to be, that's not what we expect him to be doing. I'm not just talking about the Bittal Torah. It's, it's, it's a kind of connection to Adam Azim we don't expect him to have, and he didn't have. And we know that's the precious, which is the fear person's level. As if uh, for somebody else, there's nothing wrong with it. What did he do? He had a crash of supper. What, what, what's, what's the problem? But when a person's on a level where we don't expect him to act, to, to so to speak, be connected to Adam Azim in such a way, that's the first Nakuda where precious is a Machaya for a person to act a certain way. 
And the second point, which we saw, which is we just began to see now in Tzimtzum, is that sometimes preciousness is a way to prevent a person connecting to something which can cause him to be nichsha. And he made it the way to avoid the, the mistake and the way to avoid the yetzerah is to avoid the hano, which is going to bring that. And he made it, and the precious day is, is, is a good precious because it's not precious for its own sake. It's precious as a way to avoid the potential of error which is going to come from it. And he made that to also be the next time, the second kind of precious, when, when, how it works, where it is, and how best to know what the gedarim are to prevent themselves doing things wrong.